Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, and uh, Brandon here at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson over in Laurel at the First Bank Studio in beautiful downtown Laurel. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Randy Lee, who is the voice of Western Kentucky University, will be joining us in just a moment. Uh, We're about to uh, go to Ames, Iowa, where assistant basketball coach uh, Kyle Rohn is uh, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour hotline. Real quickly, want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring the opening segment of today's show, as they do every day. Proud supporters of USM and the Eagle Hour, and a great place right now to put in your order for your Thanksgiving or Christmas catering. They've got individual turkeys and hams, or they can do the whole feast, and uh, they'll do a great job. You can sit back, relax. And enjoy the holidays. It's the only place that has more turkeys than this studio right at this very moment. Yes, that's right. It may be the only, yeah, that could be a permanent situation. Hey, we're very grateful that uh, Assistant Coach Kyle Rohn joins us here. They're in Ames, Iowa, and I think they're maybe even in a shoot-around at the Iowa State uh, University uh, gym. And, Coach, we really appreciate your access and uh, your time for us. Oh, appreciate you having us. Hey, hey, Kyle, in the, in the first, the last couple of games against North Florida and South Al, uh, how would you compare the, the Eagles' performances in, in both of those games? Well, very similar, to be honest with you, Kelly, in terms of, uh, you know, in both, both games coming down to uh, basically one possession. Uh, uh, you know, the score may, may have been a little more than one possession, but we know how it works. But basically it was one possession and us having the ball with a chance to tie or win. <clears throat> and but very similar in, in the way that we get the way that we got to that point, and uh, what we're dealing with is a very a very young team, um, and we're we're learning uh, how to how plays all through the forty minutes um, affect the last possession, and, and, and whether we're up there comfortably uh, and shooting free throws to ice it, or whether we have to make plays at the end uh, to to overcome a. Uh, a, a two or three point deficit that we may have been in, and understanding how the whole game plays into that, and obviously still part of it is uh, uh, in conjunction with inexperience is still a transition, and uh, of us you know still learning each other. And uh, to be honest, we were still kind of uh, playing around with some combinations a little bit, and got some guys playing uh, uh, some positions that are a little different uh, that they may not have been used to in the past. So. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a deal where we, we have to uh, know who we are and where we are right now and continue to teach, 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 and, uh, and, and just use every opportunity to get better. And our league is a league that uh, kind of culminates with that conference championship uh, in, in the tournament. So that's, we have to keep that in context and uh, use each game to build. One of our foreign players, Kanatsuk, a lot of people think that, uh, that he might be kind of the diamond in the rough as far as uh, – one of the guys that you signed last year. How would you describe his play, giving you an inside presence? Well, obviously, he's he's been he's been impactful. Uh, if you look at our if you look at our stat sheet and, and box scores from for the game, uh, I think he's going to be a, 
just like some of the other young guys that we have, I think he's going to be a very, very special player throughout his career here at Southern Miss. And uh, but he has it has been, uh, you know, very refreshing, so to speak, to have a to have an incoming freshman uh, play that many minutes and uh, uh, you know score the ball from different areas. He's he's a guy that's six seven, uh, plays out on the perimeter, uh, along with some sometimes. Uh, uh, closer around the rim, but he's he's able to make some shots. He stretches the defense. He's you know he's got a he's got a body that uh, that can withstand you know some some physical type play of of uh, Division one basketball inside. So his best days are ahead of him. But it's really good that we're getting something out of him now. Uh, and and a lot of our guys are young that 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 same way. But him in particular has been has been a pleasure to his production early on. Southern Miss assistant basketball coach Kyle Rohn is with us on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline. The Golden Eagles play the Iowa State Cyclones tonight at Hilton Coliseum. And as we continue our discussion, Coach, you've all heard the adage that if you see it, you can be it. And one of the things that you're probably dealing with with your young players, too, is seeing a, and no disrespect at all, but I mean an ultra big time Division One program at Iowa State playing in front of what sixteen or seventeen thousand at the Hilton Coliseum. Did the guys have kind of the ears, or the eyes, of the like a deer in the headlights a little bit when they walked into the Hilton? Uh, you know, you know, we tr- we do we we try to do our best as as coaches to use different different ways and different platforms to to motivate. So obviously we're you know we we would we would obviously want to this would be this would be huge for us, but just just to compete. Uh, in this, and obviously, we're, we're our vision as a coaching staff of where we want to get to. Uh, we we were in uh, Hilton Coliseum last night. So obviously, they got to got to see it and feel it. And we're actually uh, shooting around in the, in the in the practice facility today, which you know is a is is something that you get to see when you when you when you play a, a Power Five type program. You get to uh, see a uh, an advancement in facilities, so to speak. So you know, it is it is good for them to see. But to be honest with you, you, you know, with the with the way social media is now and with, with different people that have recruited different kids or wherever they've come from, you know, they, they, I don't know. I don't say it's like robots, but you know, Kelly, we kind of just go and do the same things, kind of get monotonous every road trip. You know, we go practice here, we go eat, we go to the hotel, you, you do it all again the next day and you get on the bus. So, you know, I don't think they're just so uh, mesmerized or deer in the headlights, so to speak. We just, we're trying to get to a point where, Hey, we want to get to here where it's, where it's, where it's not odd that, that we come here and expect it to win. That's what we want to get to. Now, Coach, I know you saw Hoosiers. You're not going to do that thing, are you, where you measure from the uh, from the <laughs> rim down to the floor and show them that it's still the same? <laughs> no, we haven't. But but that's why we don't mention anything. We just go with the same practice plan and, and move around this and that, and, and that's kind of our – correlation to doing that where we just hey the same as what we do every day before we throw it off to look i just want to thank you for taking the time uh to talk to us today i, I know you guys are busy but to give us access to you while your team's shooting around and getting ready for a game this big we, we're, we're grateful to you for that all right luke what have you got for coach Rohn? See, I don't think Luke is with us today. Bro. Oh, he's not. No, Luke I, is not with us. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't think okay. that. All right. Well, he's not with us. So, uh, I, I guess my question, uh, Coach, is: uh, How do you benefit from playing an Iowa State? And then I think, what is it? Just next week, maybe you play Gonzaga. Uh, as a coach, do you like that? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think when you when you when you have the vision that we have for where we want to get Southern Miss basketball to. You, you, we, we want to use it as, hey, we're playing like teams. And obviously, I know that sounds a little bit uh, 
too visionary, but but you know, uh, to, to break it down individually, this particular game versus Iowa State is really good to play because we 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 know Coach Prom. We have a long lineage of knowing him. He's a he's a Southeast uh, uh, guy, so to speak, and the jobs he's held. And uh, we've coached against him, been in the same leagues before uh, as a, as a staff and members of our staff. So his teams are so well prepared. They're very disciplined. So it helps us along the line. Um, and then uh, when you move to the Bahamas, <clears throat> obviously I, we would like for our program to be a, a little more mature in terms of our staff and team knowing each other and being where we are, kind of being a little more out of the transition mode to go play that kind of field. Mm. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's a chance to, to really see that, that level of basketball in, in terms of uh, obviously size and speed and the things that are going to change a little bit when you play. And I, I saw something yesterday that come out that, you know, I think there's four or five top 20 teams that are going to be in that particular tournament. And I think five out of the eight are picked to win their, wow. picked to win their league. So it's really, really strong. Now, Coach, Iowa State, of course, is the alma mater of Kelly Center. When you were in the arena around the campus, have you seen any statues, banners, anything commemorating Mr. Center? Maybe, maybe that's why there was uh, maybe that's why there was some of those bucket trucks getting the billboards ready, those digital signs. I'm sure when we're headed to the arena tonight, there we're going to see a little more a little more resemblance of. Uh, of his stomping ground. Well, I remember section section C, row three, seat sixteen, uh, against Missouri back when I was in college. I threw up in that seat. Oh, well, that's so, great! <laughs> yeah, they, they've painted that a different color yeah, now. I'm, I'm so, sure. coach, let's put Kelly on the spot. Let's put him on the spot, okay. coach. Iowa State, Southern Miss tonight. Kelly Santer is pulling for Southern Miss. All right, Southern Miss All to right. the top. I have f- fond memories, of course, of, of Iowa State, and it seemed, even though it was you like know, the, you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have expected him to answer anything different. And he didn't even hesitate. No, he no. didn't, did he, Coach? No, no. no. Was, I mean, I love, the, the I love the, I love this. I want the Cyclones to beat everybody in the country, especially Iowa, other than Southern Miss. Right. You know, but Kyle, <laughs> as you guys head into this game, is there any aspect of the Eagles' overall uh, execution that is really concerning, even though it's this early on in the year? Well, to be honest with you, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy when I say this because uh, when we when we uh, you know thought coming in when we first started kind of digging into our team, uh, it's gonna seem uh, opposite of what we really thought. But to be honest with you, what we're really really kind of waiting to happen is our perimeter shooting and uh, coming in, you know, with uh, you know uh, guys that could can make shots. But but it but it's not them. It's not their fault. I'm just saying that at some point. You know, Ladavius Drain's not going to go four for fifteen, and you know Gabe Watson's going to have a, a seven, a seven three pointer game like he did at SMU last year. You right. know those type guys. Okay, are, I'm, are sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Coach. We got to cut you off. We're up against a hard break. Good luck tonight. Okay, we'll talk to you when you guys get back. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you a lot, Thanks, Coach. Right. Thank you. The Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, everybody. I want to thank Coach Kyle Rohn for joining us uh, from Iowa State University. So refreshing, Kelly. So so much access to yeah, the new staff. And I hated to have to cut them off like that, you know, into a commercial break. They can't, you know, when we interview people over the phone, they can't hear that that bumper right. music that we right. call it. So we had to kind of cut him off. But And we would normally, just to let 
listeners know, we would normally hold them over to the next segment, but because they're at that shoot around, he could only do that first segment. Right. So I just wanted to apologize to anybody yeah. that thought that I was being too abrupt with him. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of the way it works. Second segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart, our buddies down on Hardy Street with a great selection, I'm sure, of holiday stuff that's coming in every day. Uh, Southern Miss Apparel for every member of your family, household items, car accessories, you name it. If you've got a Golden Eagle on your Christmas list, well, Campus Bookmart, campusbookmart.net, certainly a, a must-go stop. All right, Randy Lee from Western Kentucky University will be joining us in the next segment. I've been out of town for a few days. I didn't realize Luke wasn't here, and I apologize for that. Uh, Kelly, did I miss anything really important while I was gone? Well, a big win for the Eagles, of course, right. against uh, UTSA, which uh, puts them now in a position. Everything happened last weekend, well, except for – one thing where, right, where you're right, concerned. Right. But uh, as far as college football goes, of course, La Tech got beat, which is at Marshall, which is exactly what Golden Eagle fans needed to have happen if the Eagles are to win the West, West Division. Southern Miss took care of business at Texas San Antonio. So now you got the two star players at Louisiana Tech and some other ones suspended. They were suspended last week. Of course, they lost at Marshall. Now they have to go to UAB. So where Southern Miss fans were Marshall fans last weekend, they are now cheering for the Blazers this weekend to knock off La Tech. And then if that happens and the Eagles win out, the Eagles are Western Division champions. Right. So that's significant. One game at a time, right? Well, for sure. And there's only two left during the regular season. And as Lee Roberts talked about yesterday, maybe, maybe as many as four games left in the season, a conference title game and then a bowl game so let's right. uh, well, hope for the best games at 2 30 i think uh saturday afternoon here at the rock another day game senior uh, seniors will be uh, saluted yeah. as, as, as and a, a pretty good western kentucky ball club coming yeah, in we're going to find out just how good you know here in 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 just a little bit but uh but yeah it was it was a good weekend as far as uh as far as southern miss goes uh big uh, baseball signing class last week you know was announced and uh, six six fielders and six pitchers. You can never have you know too much pitching. Right. So I think that happened. So those are all things that that are a little bit different. Some seven softball signees, I think. And but something that really wasn't unusual was that your Redskins that you went to go see lost to the Jets. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that badly. I don't know that that's really any big surprise. Badly. Though, Bob, you, know, you know, Kelly, it's kind of ironic. Uh, you and I are good friends. We're very loyal fans. We're fans of the two worst teams in the National Football League. <laughs> Far and away. Far and away Far the worst team. Away. A, a few observations about the trip. Uh, the last time I was at FedEx uh, a year or so ago, a year ago, they played the Philadelphia Eagles. The difference in the New York Jet fans and the Philadelphia Eagle fans is night and day. The you New, like those Jets fans. The Jets fans were fun to be around. They came to have a good time. I didn't see a single fist fight. Of course, there's no fight left in either team. I get that. But uh, what a comparison between the nastiness of Philadelphia Eagle fans and and just that we came to have fun, New York Jets fans. Well, the Jets certainly know what it's like to cheer for a stinker. Right. You know, so I guess uh, they're in the same row in that same boat with you, I guess. Right. We had Jet fans behind us. In front of us were six guys who were season ticket holders for the Redskins. Uh Brandon asked me if we had good seats. So we had great seats. We could see everything the Jets did for four quarters. Uh, right after halftime, we had been kind of talking back and forth with the guys in front of us, and one of them turned around to me and said, been nice talking to you. I think we're about to get thrown out. And as he said that, all six of the guys were reaching down in the back portion of their blue jeans and pulling out bags. 
they had prepared the bag heads with save us on the front and watch the second half of the game with the bags on their heads. We reminded you of Jays in New Orleans. I huh? told them that. I told them that. And uh, uh, they overheard me at one point talking to my daughter, and I said, well, honey, when you pick the Jets game, and before I could finish it, one of them turned around and said, you thought we had a chance, right? No. <laughs> So, so uh, no, it was, it was fun. NFL football games are fun. Well, here's something that a lot of people don't know about my colleague, Bob Getty. Of course, you all know how I'm tight with Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? Right. Yeah. Yes, right. Well, I did not realize that Bob Getty, right here to my right, is really tight with Adrian Peterson. Did you I, believe it? I did not. Did I, was calling, I was calling some bull on that. You saw the picture. I sure you? did. That's you right. hanging out with AP in Washington, D.C. My daughter and I and AP hung out for a little while after the game. And uh, Oh, excuse me. Bob calls him AP, and, of course, AP calls him BG. BG. That's, <laughs> yeah. of course. He, when he saw me, it was, hey, BG. Right, BG, right. Hey, AP. Oh, AP. Right. That's right. Uh, we did get a chance to meet him. I will tell you this. He's. I think you said that to me earlier. He's a for sure first ballot Hall of Fame football player. Very kind, very nice. You also said he had a Hollywood face. He do, he does that, you yeah. know. He was a rock star when he came out of the stadium. Uh, I'll have to tell you, for my age, I was probably acting a fool. <laughs> I was uh, trying to help my daughter. She just loves AP. And, uh, of course, there were hundreds of people outside of the stadium, and they were all hollering, AP, AP, AP. As he walked by us, we hollered out, AP, we came a 1,000 miles to see you play. And he stopped and turned around, and my daughter yelled, from Alabama and Mississippi. And he smiled, big smile on his face, and said, no way. And she said, yeah, Alabama and Mississippi, we just need a picture with you. He told the security people to let us through the line, took my daughter's camera, took selfies with us, shook hands, thanked us for coming, apologized for how bad the team is, and uh, was just uh, went out of his way to be kind. And that kind of brief refreshing when you see that from a professional athlete of that stature you know but i nfl players lots of times get bad raps because they're they're only shown in 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 the media today the only thing you ever see about anybody is negative right my experiences with nfl players have always been exactly what you said they they are so kind and accommodating when my son was going through some some arm surgery problems down at dr andrews's place in in florida down there i mean NFL player, and I mean some big names, including RG3 and mm-hmm. Marcus Lattimore and some of those guys that were down there all talking to my son like, right, like he was right. their next-door neighbor and just all, they, they changed, uh, exchanged Instagram accounts and right. followed each other on Twitter. Right, it's amazing. Kelly, and i got to tell you, I did not see a football player come out of the stadium, a Jet or a Redskin, that wasn't kind and gracious to people that wanted to talk to And you know them. what I think part of the reason is, Bob, is they are so insulated by agents and um, you know people that are that have to insulate them from the general public, that it's refreshing for them to get to talk to mm-hmm. regular ham and egg guys like you and me because right. they don't get they 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 don't want to lose touch with reality, so to speak. And we are reality, you know. When when they're dealing with all these, like I say, big time agents and and newspapers and magazines and all that, mm-hmm. we're just we're just regular people. I'll admit know? we threw out a roll tide to Jonathan Allen. And he smiled and waved about that. Uh, we threw out a hail state when we saw uh, Montez Sweat. Uh, he was very kind. There, there was the way they had it divided up. You had to be a really one side or the other of the of the road they were crossing to go to where they were parking. So those guys 
by coincidence, came out on the uh, – kind of got sucked up by the fans on that side. But fortunately for us, the, the player that she most wanted to meet uh, came out on our side and uh, was very very gracious to us and very kind and uh, just a great football player. Man. You know, you, you mentioned uh, – and this is a Southern Miss show, but this is a joke about Mississippi State, so I thought you'd, you would appreciate right. this with some of the struggles that, that the Bulldogs are having. Okay, here's the joke. What do Coach Moorhead – and Billy Graham have in common. Have you heard uh, this one? I don't know. <laughs> Coach Moorhead and Billy Graham can go both get a stadium full of people to stand up and say, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you uh, think? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, you know, the Sweat Kid did the uh, Old Spice commercial. And he's a, he's a good he's a so when he, he's a player, when he came it? out, there were a bunch of guys hollered, "Old Spice, Old Spice!" You know, and he. He got a big grin on his face about that. But you're right. I didn't I didn't see a player that wasn't gracious to anybody that approached him and and um and you know, I mean, the Jet players were they were the same way. I mean, they were they were just down to earth guys and, and they made it they made you feel good about coming to watch him play. And you know, I I have a relationship with, you know, Brett Favre. I, I covered him when I was in television news back when Brett was playing at Southern Miss. So I've known Brett since the time he was a very young man and we've, you know, maintained that relationship over time. And some of my friends, I'm very careful and selective as to, you know, because all my friends, of course, want to meet him. Who doesn't want to meet Brett Favre? So, and I'll always get Brett's permission, you know, before that ever happens. But once they meet Brett Favre, this is, happens every time, Bob. I'll say, what, what stuck out most about your, your meeting with Brett Favre? And they all say the same thing. Dude, he is so nice. Yeah. He and is big. so so down to earth and so cool. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're right. But well, lots of times we don't. I do want you to know if it all works out, AP could be over for Thanksgiving. I'll give you a ring and let you know if you want to come over. And- I, I would like that, except I'm all, I've already committed to Jay-Z and Beyonce. So I'm, I'm going to be with them at Thanksgiving. I'm so sorry about that. You yeah. know. It sure AP won't be tied up with all that playoff stuff in January. I that's one good thing. That's a pretty safe You can go ahead and make the vacation, right? <laughs> make vacation plans. So. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk Western Kentucky football with Randy Lee on the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Bob, Kelly, and Brandon at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke on. I should have checked on that, I guess, before we came back today. But uh, we're glad to be with you this afternoon. Thank you for listening around the state of Mississippi. I want to remind you about 4th Street Bar and Grill. We'll be there Friday, Kelly, as the Eagle Hour is back on the road Thursday and Friday. And Friday will be a... Uh, Chowing down at Four Street Bar and Grill. Pre-gaming, baby, ready to put a whooping on the Hilltoppers. Looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of the Hilltoppers, the play-by-play voice of Western Kentucky may have a different slant he on might. the game. He just might. Randy Lee joins us. Randy, welcome back to the program, and uh, congratulations, man. You made every Conference USA person 
smile broadly when you went over there and embarrassed the SEC Arkansas Razorbacks? Yeah, Bob and Kelly, it was certainly a special Saturday. So the uh, Hilltoppers owned the extension, uh, the, uh, had the distinction of having Conference USA's only win against the Power Five and Conference USA's only loss against an FCS opponent all in the same year. <laughs> That's quite a year, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. And you know, I, you know, I, I, I was joking about the. I mean, I hope obviously Southern Miss wins, but you, you know, I don't want any trouble, Randy. We don't want any trouble. <laughs> We're, we're we're a non-violent group of hilltoppers. Yeah, <laughs> but you, but you guys are playing really really well and yeah. still very much in the in the thick of things. How do you see this one coming in Saturday? Well, they the tops had a two game losing streak uh, going into the Arkansas game. Now you know, they lost to probably the the two best teams they've seen in Conference USA and Marshall and FAU and had certainly had chances to win late in the game uh, both times and were not able to pull it off. So I do think they gain a little extra confidence and some mojo after the Arkansas win. Um, you're watching those three games. Arkansas certainly wasn't as good as as FAU and Marshall. It was a considerable drop-off. Uh, but it, it's a team that feels like they can go on the road and win. They played well on the road this year. They uh, you know, they certainly uh, were great at Arkansas. And they went, after losing to Central Arkansas in the first week of the season, they went down to Miami. And at that point in time, FIU was – forecasted to be as really maybe as good as anyone except maybe Marshall in the East and uh, handled them. And, you know, they've really taken care of business on the road this year. So I, I look for them to play a good game on Saturday. The strengths of Western Kentucky, Randy, that you hope I'm sure you'll see on display Saturday afternoon or what? The defensive line. Um, I, I don't know that there's any team in Conference USA that has a better front four uh, that Western Kentucky University has. Their ends are terrific. D'Angelo Malone may be selected as the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he still leads all of college football's defensive linemen in total tackles, still leads the conference in sacks and tackles for losses as well. He's a real special player. The other end, Jawan Jones, is uh, very good as well. Their defensive tackles are stout. They have a uh, a defensive tackle who will be back this week, Jeremy Darvin. He has really not been the same the last three and a half games because of a high ankle sprain, but the bye week they've just had has really helped Darvin. So I think they'll be at full strength in the defensive line for the first time in a while. And still have an awful lot to play for. You guys could still win the East, am I right? Well, mathematically they are still in it, but they uh, you know, the chances are very nil. Uh, they do not own the head-to-head against either FAU and against Marshall. So even though uh, they're a game behind, they're really two back with two to go. So some crazy things would have to happen. Uh, I don't foresee that happening. Uh, right now they're playing to finish you know, for an 8-4 and four campaign. They only won three games a year ago. Uh, so they're looking to, they've already doubled the win total. They certainly want to go to a bowl. Uh, I don't think anyone is comfortable uh, with a 6-6 six and six record of going to a bowl. Uh, so 7-5 and five would certainly wrap that up. So those are the things right now they're playing for. I was going to say, if you can't win the East, I don't see any, any reason why you should put any effort at all into this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you can never know what kind of mindset they'll have, but they have not displayed that this year so far. And, and I know that Coach Hobson is, is hoping that you don't do to his Eagles what you did to the Razorbacks because all you right. did was get that guy fired. Yeah, that was uh, that certainly was an unfortunate situation. And I heard Rick Neuheisel, 
on a college football show on XM Radio earlier in the week, I believe it was on Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, predicted uh, that uh, if Western Kentucky University won that game, that Arkansas would make a coaching change by the Sunday brunch. And uh, he was certainly right on that. You know, it was really weird that week because, you know, I talked to a couple of uh, interviews with a couple of Arkansas radio stations, one in Little Rock and one in Fayetteville, and, and their show hosts both felt like Western Kentucky University would win handily. Uh, we went to the stadium early, the announcing crew, and uh, we were not able to get in for a while. It was all locked up, so we were standing on there on the street corner, and everyone saw us with our equipment. They came by, and not one person, fan, policeman, security officer, felt like Arkansas would win either, and they were all afraid that Ty Story, who's WKU starting quarterback, and was Arkansas starting quarterback last year, but they sort of you know, sending packing, that he would come back and make them pay, and they were all right. And I don't think any of us anticipated uh, a blowout. Uh, most of us felt like it would be very close and probably we'd lose, uh, and uh, probably didn't uh, really count on Ty Story, even though he's had a good year, uh, coming back and uh, um, really creating havoc and, and um, having revenge on the, on the team he grew up uh, dreaming of playing for. Well, even though Arkansas is having a bad year, that still had to be a really great win for your program, and that had to be a real confidence booster for your guys, right? No doubt about it, but it's, it's the best program, not, not the best team, but it's the best program, football program, that WKU has ever defeated. It was their fourth SEC victory overall. Um, but two were against Kentucky, the other was against Vanderbilt. So Arkansas certainly is a better football program traditionally and long term than those programs are. And not it's probably not the best SEC team they've beaten, but certainly the best program. Actually, considering where both teams, Southern Miss and Western Kentucky, finished last year, Andy, I would have to put both of these teams in the overachievers column this year. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. You know, WKU is picked fifth in the East. Uh, they won three games. They're a very young team. They only have a handful of seniors, and uh, you know they were one in nine uh, at one point in time prior to winning their last two games of the year. So I think they're they made. I mean, I think they're the biggest surprise. Southern Miss won six last year. Uh, you know, but the eight Golden Eagles returned eighteen starters. I I think everyone anticipated Southern Miss would be good, but uh, with a chance to win. Uh, the Western Division Championship, yeah, maybe not. So they both have been very good stories. Yeah, because because I I still and at the very beginning when football practices started, I said I thought the Eagles were a year away. Maybe I thought next year would really be the litmus test for Jay Hobson and his staff. But but I mm-hmm. think they're a little bit ahead of schedule. I wish he had said that one and nine. It just brings back <laughs> terrible memories of this weekend. Oh oh, yeah, see yeah, Bob yeah, Bob yeah. went to the Redskins game yeah. this weekend. Also right? one and nine. Thank you very much. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we, we need to get him a seat with Dr. Phil. It's really getting to be a problem, his uh, loyalty. Yeah, George Allen's uh, not around anymore. No, he? he sure as hell ain't. <laughs> or Joe Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, not even, not even Joe Gibbs. So yeah. what, what do you, what do you, what's the biggest thing, that the biggest challenge the Eagles present the, uh, the Hilltoppers from that point of view? I would say the ability to create yards after the catch. Uh, this has been a tremendous tackling team all year long, but uh, they are probably as fearful uh, of that against uh, as uh, they're tackling and making those one-on-one tackles out in the open field as they are probably with the exception of, of Louisville in week three. 
Uh, they really haven't played a team that has quite the you know run and shoot or spread offense that uh, Southern Miss presents. So I know they've worked extra hard on uh, being able to tackle in space. Now, once again, it's been a great tackling team. Uh, but I think they're really uh, concerned about uh, the ability that the Golden Eagles uh, have of uh, yards after the catch. And they're really impressed with Abraham, his ability to move around a little bit, and, you know, make the completions and, and this or that. Uh, I know Tyson Helton felt like uh, the two most uh, balanced teams he's, he's seen on film. He's played one and getting ready to play Southern Miss, where basically every unit on the team is, you know, really good. Uh, he compared Southern Miss to uh, uh, FAU in, in that regard. I think it's. I think really when you when you size this up, not to overstate the obvious that you know it's one in the trenches. But you just talked about the strength of the Hilltopper defensive line and the Southern Miss offensive line has been playing pretty well in protecting Jack Abraham. Boom! Clash of the Titans right there this Saturday. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting, and I just wrapped up an interview with WCU's defensive coordinator Clayton White. Um, you know, I haven't seen the film. I just don't want to tell them. But Southern Miss does run you know, quite a few packages with an empty backfield, and they split the tight end out as well. So basically, basically there are only five linemen there with no help to protect Abraham. And I, I know WKU likes uh, you know, their ends in terms of pressuring the passer, and, and I really uh, think that that could uh, determine the success of the Southern Miss offense that I believe has scored 30 more in seven of your ten games. Will will Southern Miss be able to provide the necessary protection when they have an empty backfield, or will they be forced to you know, bring, you know, leave a tight end in or leave a back in to help in pass protection? All right, Randy, we appreciate your time. Hope you guys have safe travels down here, and uh, we'll look forward to having you in Hattiesburg this weekend. Looking forward to it. You guys have a good week. Randy Lee, Western Kentucky University, everybody, on the Eagle Hour, and we will be right back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. I want to thank Randy Lee from Western Kentucky University for joining us. The fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every day is sponsored by Gulfport Home Center down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Pre-manufactured housing is their specialty, and they have every size, every shape, every price range that you can imagine. So if you're in the market for a new home, you're in the market for a weekend home or maybe a hunting facility, a hunting camp, uh, don't make a move until you go to Gulfport Home Center down on the coast. Be sure you tell them you heard about them on the Eagle Hour, and they'll fix you up with financing, location, setup, uh, everything you need to uh, start your life in a new home you'll find at Gulfport Home Center. And we are taking the show on the road tomorrow, Bob. Thursday, we will be at Sully's in South Hattiesburg on the road, the gateway to Purvis. Not in Purvis. <laughs> That's right, the gateway to Purvis. And Jonathan Brochi is going to be joining us among our guests tomorrow. He is with... Uh, IMG College, because you always hear on those broadcasts, you know, you're listening to Golden Eagle Football, brought to you by IMG College, or however those words are, I don't know, but Jonathan Broach, he's actually with IMG College, we're going to find out exactly what they do tomorrow on the program, and then we'll be pre-gaming on Friday. 
That's right. We always look forward to that. Uh, great, great folks at both Sully's and Fourth Street. We'll be eating pretty good Thursday and Friday, Mr. Sander. I always look forward to uh, two of the finest, finest uh, restaurants right. in the area. NFL power rankings out. Top five teams, San Francisco, number one. Baltimore, maybe the surprise team in the league this year, number two. New England, number three. New Orleans, number four. Green Bay, number five. Kind of hard to argue with that. I agree with you. I agree with you. The Ravens are the biggest shock to me. And and if I were voting for an MVP right now, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of uh, Baltimore, would get MVP. I think he's brought a a dimension to that team that they certainly didn't have with Joe Flacco. And it is uh, paying big dividends for the Ravens. They always play good defensive football. The Ravens are known for their defensive uh, football and now, man, you add a dynamic kid like that into the lineup, they're pretty tough. And it looked like San Francisco was going to get beat last Sunday against the Cardinals. The Cardinals grabbed a big lead, but the 49ers came back to to win it. And uh, now the 49ers are going to have their hands full with Green Bay coming up this Sunday. One of the mar- yeah, marquee matchups. Games. Green Bay and San Francisco, Dallas and New England. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the Colts and the Texans. That's pretty good stuff. Game, Really good teams playing each other now. So the, the wheat shall separate itself from the chaff, as they say. All right. Nice game here in town tonight. Uh, Ole Miss uh, women's basketball is here. They'll be playing the Lady Eagles tonight at 6 o'clock at the Reed Green uh, so Ole Miss in town, uh, the Golden Eagles at Iowa State. That's got to be kind of a special game for you, Kelly. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just, I loved, I loved my time. My co- college to me, you hear the, all the great stories about college. The eight best years of my life. Yeah. By at far. At least, yeah. At college. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, uh, you, you enjoyed all eight of them, didn't you? As soon as I figured out I was going to have to graduate, I would change majors. I mean, because yeah. I didn't want to go. That was a depressing time when you graduated from college and you realized all the fun days were over, and you know you actually had to go make a living. You had, had to get up and go to work. You had to work on Thanksgiving. You had to work on Christmas. You had to work on New right. Year's Day. You didn't have yeah. spring break, winter break, fall break, Christmas break, Thanksgiving break. No, just tired break. Back at the bottom of the totem pole. Right now yeah. they have, I guess, what would they have? Safe rooms to go to, and you know, stress breaks and uh, snowflake. The little squeezy break. balls. If you get too yeah. tense, you know the you know, yeah all yeah. those things. So, so listen, if you if you don't have plans tonight, load up and go to Reed Green. Watch the Lady Eagles take on Ole Miss. That'd be a great to have a big crowd there. I don't know. There'd just be something about saying bad things about Ole Miss with women in the room, though. Well, you'd you know? have to <laughs> refrain from what you would normally say about Ole Miss. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> Clean up a your little, mouth, guys. A little bit of decorum, yes. please. These <laughs> are these are young women. Uh, Young women that are playing, uh, and and co- renovations continue at the Pete. I haven't been; I've been gone for the past several days. But uh, the last I was there, man, that's quite a construction project. And the, and the weather has been, you know, impeccable. And you know, we were going over the bowl possibilities. And Bob, you know, as as many moving parts as there are in in bowl selections and so on. And one thing, the the only bowl that has been consistent for about the past four or five weeks has been that New Orleans Bowl, and that meter has not changed from App State or Southern Miss. Do you so, figure that's what's going to happen? Well, I mean, like I say, if you look, if you follow any of the other bowls, there's you know teams are in, they're out, they're in, they're out. Well, man, this one has been mm-hmm. App State against Southern Miss for a long time, so I would think that they would know would have a little inside scoop as to as to what's going on. Real quickly about tonight, Kelly, is there any program? With all due respect, any arena, any environment Southern Miss will be in all year that will be greater than what they're going to see tonight? No. No. Now, they'll play 
bigger programs. You know, you know, Gonzaga is certainly right up there, and they have a chance in, in the Bahamas to play North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think they're going to play Seton Hall, but Hilton Coliseum. You know, like I said, seventeen thousand strong or something like mm-hmm. that, and and students camp out, mm-hmm. camp out to get tickets. If you're right. not there like three days in advance camping out, right. you're not, you don't even get a so ticket. It'll be as a loud and exciting. Yeah, yeah, and good and good for the Eagles. And I, you know, I know this is the schedule they inherited, mm-hmm. but I know that they're going to make the best out of it. Yeah. So uh, we wish the uh, Eagles great luck tonight as they play Iowa State and the Lady Eagles as they play Ole Miss. What a show it would be tomorrow if we could talk about wins over Iowa State and Ole Miss. What a show it would have been today if we could have talked about the Redskins beating the stinking Jets. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> we'll have more with Kelly Sander tomorrow. Well, well that's good maybe, news. Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, go Bengals. Uh, at 1 o'clock on the Eagle Hour around the state on Super Talk. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. To the future Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future Talk Mississippi Media Production.